The Dr. Taz Show. The podcast, Dr. Taz. Superwoman Wellness. Here's Dr. Taz. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Taz Show, where on this episode of Superwoman Wellness, I am determined to bring you back to your superpowered self. Joining me today, this is a topic we all love and don't lie. You guys look at these charts all the time, but you probably can't make sense of them like me. I have Dr. Jennifer Freed, who's going to talk to us about using our planets wisely. That's right. We're going to talk about psychological astrology. Dr. Freed is a nationally recognized expert an author, a speaker, and consultant on the issues of PQ, which is Peace Q, parenting teens, oh my gosh, I need your help, hang on, parenting teens, bullying, teen sexuality, restorative approaches, mother-daughter relationships, and strategies for creating peaceful campuses. She's a national trainer and keynote speaker for social and emotional learning best practices, and she has been teaching and consulting for over 30 years. She is also an internationally certified psychological astrologer and has consulted thousands of worldwide clients. She's a regular contributor to Goop, one of my faves, and the go-to astrologer for Goop's Health Summits. In all of her work, she is passionate about awakening the potential. She's speaking my language, awakening the potential of each client and collective to guide them to make lasting contributions to their communities. Welcome to the show, Dr. Freed. I'm thrilled to be here and be part of your movement. Yes, we are speaking the same stuff here. I am all about bringing people into their potential and into their power and keeping them super powered. It sounds like you're doing the exact same thing, just using different language and different tools. You just had a book drop, which is already on the Amazon bestseller list. That's amazing. Congratulations. The book is Use Your Planets Wisely. Tell us a little bit about how you landed in this field. And of course, we want to learn more about the book. Briefly, when I was very young, I was interested in astrology, but no one else was. And then at 19, a friend of mine offered me a reading, and I had this profound awakening with this astrologer. And at the same time, I was studying psychology. So my paths became parallel ever since I was 19, becoming a PhD in psychology and becoming an internationally certified astrologer. So I've been in both fields forever. And the confluence is a perfect fit because psychology is studying the nature and the nurture mm-hmm. and the astrology is studying the cosmic DNA and cosmic patterns. So it's a beautiful blend. Oh my goodness. What a fascinating blend. It's so easy to think that astrology is for people who are way woo-woo. They're not rooted in science. You know, they haven't been to like an academic program. How do you reconcile that? How do you reconcile the folks that may discount your PhD and think that astrology is just made up, there's nothing to it, what would you say to them? I would say have a great reading and then decide. <laughs> yeah. Like anything in life, you know, we're always cynical till we've had an experience that verifies yes. that experience for us and others. And I'm a cynical person. I grew up, you know, I was born in New York from a Jewish intellectual family. Nobody was into astrology. So for me, it's empirical data. Did you actually benefit from this reading? I've had more people call me or come to see me because a friend said to, and they were absolutely not convinced. And to a person, they left a little shaken because, wow, this person really does know me. How does this work? Well, how does it work? That's a you know great segue to that question. So many people now. I'm a believer, by the way. I think there is something to all of it. Do I understand it all? Not necessarily. 
And I'm in your camp again, because I really feel like when you get results, there's something to the stuff, whether we're talking astrology or so many other different modalities out there. So how does it work? And is there something to it? So explain it, pretend like somebody just doesn't understand this at all. Explain, maybe break it down for them. How does this work? Well, number one, it takes a solid year of scholarly discipline study to understand how it works. But if I were to try to tell the layperson and you, I would say you look at the point of your birth from the time you were born, from the place you were born, and of mm -hmm. course, the date you were born. At that moment in the heavens, there were 10 planets in a certain position in the sky. And it seems, and again, this is the big mystery, the exact placement of those planets in the signs that they're in tell an extraordinary amount about your life plan, about your potentials and your obstacles. But to really interpret that is an incredibly deep, complex investigation. It's not at all like the sun sign astrology you see in the newspaper or something mm -hmm. like that. It's a deep dive in the, into the map of your psyche. And so what, if you're just using astrology, not weighing in on, on your other training, what is that deep dive? Is it looking at star charts? Is it looking at the person in front of you? Like, what are, what are you looking at to pro like, you know, when I'm processing a patient, I'm looking at all kinds of data. I'm looking at right. the person and how I feel intuitively, but I'm also looking at meridians and pulse and tongue and lab values and all this other stuff. What was your toolbox, so to speak? You just gave me the perfect way to describe it to you. It is your cosmic meridians. Your cosmic. Same idea. Okay. And they tell you a lot about constitution, about parental experiences, about temperament, about uh, uh -oh. experiences people <laughs> might have. I mean, it really does. Wow. And just like meridians, you can't see them, but we know they're there. And so are they tied to your sign? Like a cosmic they're, they're tied to the placement of your sun in the sign it's in, uh, your moon and the sign it's in, your Venus, your Mars, your Mercury, your Jupiter, your Saturn, your Uranus, your Neptune, your Pluto, wow. your Chiron. It's a lot of things, just like studying meridians, the liver wow. meridian, the lung yeah. meridian. I'm familiar. So it's very much like the organs of your cosmic consciousness are displayed on the chart. Oh my gosh. So once somebody gets a reading and they understand their cosmic meridians, which again, this is something we can't see or feel, but something someone like you knows, what can they walk away with? What sort of information do they walk away with? And is there any risk in hanging your hat on something? You know, the whole concept of fate versus destiny versus how much we're in control and all this other stuff. How, how does that whole thing play out? Well, I think that's a very ethical, responsible question. And perhaps a third of the work I've done in the past is cleaning up bad readings. Mm. Because I think a great reading is to say to you, you're the expert on you. You've lived your whole life knowing you. I'm just facilitating. You are going to be the instrument of your own awakening and aliveness. I'm going to give you some ideas, some possibilities. I call them your divine possibilities. And it's up to you to interpret how you want to apply them or not. We have free will, thank goodness. Mm -hmm. And so it isn't responsible to predict or to limit people by their astrology charts. It's not. Wow. It's like a great pointer in the direction of full expression. So it's not like so people 
these readings that you hear about where people say, well, this is the year you're going to make a lot of money, or this is the year you're going to meet your true love, or this is the year you might lose a lot of money. What do you say to that, that floods our inboxes on any given day because we've signed up in a vulnerable moment? Maybe me, I'm not going to lie. And we just want to know what it says. So I, I think that those are, those are reductive stereotypes. Okay. And they don't really understand the potential of psychological astrology because we are actors in our own life. We're not victims. And so let's say there's an influence in your life right now for abundance. You have to apply yourself to that. Otherwise, it won't occur. At the same time, maybe you have an influence where you're going to be challenged financially. There are those influences. And you know, because I know them in myself, I go, oh, okay, I see in two years, I'm going to have a test around finances. True for me. And right now I'm making more money than I've ever made. I'm going to save instead Mm. of be, you know, overly excited about all this money. Now, what's your birthday? Let's, let's just do a game. Oh, please. So it's April 8th. Okay. What year? 19. Oh, now everyone's going to know how old I am. 1970. Can I just say, you look so fabulous. You're sweet. I, 1972. I'm going to bring up your chart and then okay. I can, um, all right. So I'm looking at my computer program now. Uh, let's see. So oh April 8th. Why am I nervous? Oh my goodness. Because well, everybody's nervous to get seen, but I'm very positive. So you okay. don't have to worry. April 8th, 1972. Two. What time? Do you have any idea? I think it was early morning, 6 a.m. Oh, well, that would be perfect for your spot. Okay, and then, and where were you born? Tyler, Texas, Rose Capital of the World. <laughs> so. You are a beautiful example of a Texas Rose. There we go. Okay. Everyone's like, what were your parents doing in Tyler, Texas? I'm well, like, see, but oh, now your good. people are getting to know a lot about you and they love you. So that's I know. Good. All right, I can tell you some stuff right away. Let's Ready? hear it. Yes. You guys, by the way, all of you who are listening today are going to learn all kinds of things about me. This should be good. Go ahead. Hopefully. Well, you are a sun sign in Aries. And you have a rising in Aries and a Mercury in Aries with Chiron in Aries. Now, that's a lot of technical stuff, but I'm going to give you the high side. You're an incredibly bold, progressive, pioneering thinker whose basic mission this lifetime is to uplift people from whatever weakness they perceive into their greatest strength. And you further amplify that because your moon, which is what emotionally satisfies you, is in the house of the collective, and it's in the sign of Aquarius. So you want everyone to feel befriended and tended and served by you. That is your biggest emotional fulfillment. And I guarantee you, your friends are your gold. That is what you live your life for. Besides your family, your friendships are everything to you. So that's a big piece. And then the other pieces, you have Saturn, Venus, and Mars, and Gemini, which is why you're a talk show host, because Gemini is about communicating and networking and providing value through facts and data. But because you have Saturn, Venus, and Mars there, it means not only do you love to speak the truth, you act upon what you believe, and you're incredibly hardworking and disciplined to communicate responsibly. That just gives you a little Wow. That seems... Pretty dead on, quite honestly. I well, mean, that's why people come to me because, you know, this stuff is for yeah. some reason that I don't totally understand. It's so accurate. 
And there's your life plan. And the beauty is you're living it. I know. Some people are not living it and that causes great pain and dysfunction. Well, I think that's where I get my energy from and that, and, you know, even when I did the opening for the show and the closing for the show, it's always about, Hey, this is really about bringing people into their purpose, into their passion, because I feel so energized and people are like, how do you do it? The whole superwoman thing is a little bit tongue in cheek, but it's a lot about knowing yourself, knowing your gifts. And I've always had this restlessness, quite honestly, I've always had this restlessness in my heart that I'm supposed to do something more, I'm supposed to do something bigger. And it's not necessarily for fame or for money or for anything else. It's just here, you know, and I've tried to describe that to my husband or to my friends or to people like that. And I think they get it. But, you know, as time goes on, it just becomes louder and more clear and the fogginess around it goes away and the insecurity around it goes away. And so you're, I have to say guys, she's, she's dead on. And obviously I like to speak and I actually enjoy it and I enjoy connecting. So all of that makes perfect sense. There's one more thing. There's one thing I want to tell you, which is the last two years, according to the, your cycles were extremely challenging on having you to work harder and pay more attention to your own health. And you face some deep adversity, according to this. Yeah. Here's my best news for you. That period's over. You're into a period of abundance and really much more recognition and ease. And 2021 is one of the best, most expansive years of your life in terms of reaching the masses. Yes. So if I were you, I would say, spend this year strategizing the maximum reach. Like if you could have the microphone to the whole world, what would you want to be doing? And then 2021, it's like you get all the assistance you've ever needed to make your vision known. Wow. I hope I'm part of it. Cause like oh, I'm, I'm a goodness. big believer looking at your charts. Like, oh, wow. thank you. Well, I could ask you a million more questions, but I certainly don't want to make this all about me. Oh, I, I want it to be about you. Anyway. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, you know, how do we use, like, how do you use this information or do people come to you? Let's do this. How do you merge this very life affirming information, which already has given me so much peace because I know I'm not crazy. Yeah. Uh, how do you merge that with what you've studied in psychology with what your PhD background? Like does somebody come to you, for example, with anxiety or OCD or bipolar, and then you're able to show them this tool and then able to help them make sense of maybe why they feel the way they do or whatever's going on with them? Well, I don't generally take people with medical problems and try to have a one session cure for that. People come to see me for one time a year. I give them a broad spectrum affirmation about what's going on and some pointers how to work with the energy. And then they have to apply that. And then if they need therapy, I send them to really good therapists because that's not what I'm doing in that session. But what distinguishes me from other astrologers is with this background, and I've spent 30 years counseling people separate from astrology, Mm -hmm. is I'm able to really tune in to deeper issues and hold them because Mm -hmm. a lot of astrologers don't know how to do that. And also listen deeply and ask important questions. And again, most just rudimentary astrologers tell you things and that's fine. Right. But I'm very interested as Rilke says to live into the questions. What are the most important questions for you in your life? Because you're the agent of change, not me. 
Mm, so we have free will. We have the power to use this, not as this will happen, but this is the direction you're going in. And therefore the choices you make need to align with that direction and with your life's purpose. What a powerful empowerment tool for folks if we use it the right way. How, how do people protect themselves from you know, the astrology that they know, you know, which may, and you know, it's huge, by the way, like my mother-in-law, my sisters-in-law, like they'll plan marriages around that, right? They'll plan uh, their entire career around that is tell, you know, how do we differentiate between all that's out there with astrology to really be able to sift and know who to go to, who's the right person, and then using that information correctly? That's a tall order. I think what you're saying is how to discern between superstition and something that's really empowering. Like your entire show is about empowerment. That's my entire life work too. Mm -hmm. And I think anything that takes the power out of me and gives it to something outside of me is probably not a good fit. As Mm -hmm. much as some days I wish you would tell me the answer. Right. But we all know what it's like to be told an answer. We get a little smaller, a little more dependent, more infantile. So I think great astrology is giving people a direction, but not telling them the way. Mm -hmm. And also, I don't think, this is me personally, I'm not looking at my astrology every day. I'm not looking at the online apps every day. I'm working with you. I'm talking to people. I'm doing my life. If I get in a jam, I might call a friend who's an astrologer and talk through my cycles. Mm -hmm. But I don't believe anything is meant to be a crutch or crippling to our own original great energy. And I feel like if we have great community and great feedback loops, we're all helping each other along the way all, all the time. Oh my gosh, how beautifully said. And I hope all of you caught that. I think it's so easy. And, you know, even with everything that I know, I think I'm guilty of it too. I think it's so easy to latch onto something and treat it as a crutch or as an outcome when at the end of the day, we're all in control. We all have power in our hands to shape and fulfill our own destiny and realize our power. So I think that's such an important point that you make there. And I hope that everybody caught that. Now, I definitely want to, I have so many questions for you. Um, Let's talk about, before we talk about the book, because I don't, I want to make sure I don't lose time because I want to talk about your book. Um, I also want to talk about how you use this in parenting, because again, there's so many challenges with parenting today and that communication, we're all different. We're all human beings, not trying to overtake your children, helping them empower them to find their voice. How do we use it for our families and our spouses and all those other things that are so important to us? I actually think that's the most helpful work I ever do is sitting in family sessions using the astrology for empathy and compassion and tool tools that people can use. And it's really the single best way to build a communication bridge between different types. Hmm. So you have children. You want to do my daughter? Yeah. <laughs> so, I, so already I know she's a different type, but her birthday yeah. is November 9th. 2007. 9, 2007. Okay. Mm-hmm. And time? 9 a.m. And where? Atlanta, Georgia. Is that where you are? Yes. Yeah. Lucky you. I'm in Santa Barbara. Oh. It's Santa so Barbara's gorgeous here. It's beautiful. Like, it's breathtaking. I don't know how my lucky stars got me I here. No. Where are you from originally? New York City. Oh, my goodness. So Santa believe Barbara's me. Gorgeous. I prefer this. <laughs> okay. 
All right, hold on a second. I gotta do that, all right. I've got her. So she's November 9th, 2007. Correct. And what is her name? Rania. Wow. Well, she's really different than you. Yes. Okay. The good news is. <laughs> we know. <laughs> the good news is, uh, let's see, how old is she? She's so she's right. Yeah. Um, she's intense. She's more intense than you. And so what you have to appreciate about her is she might make her life a little harder than it needs to be. Mm. And you might have to watch her as a mother do that, which is difficult. But yes. nobody's going to stop this girl. She has everything she needs. She has an extremely powerful mother, according to her. I <laughs> <laughs> wonder who that is. <laughs> and um, the, the one thing that, you know, you want to support is just like you, she has a strong will and mind that she knows better than you. And, of course, she doesn't. But you've got to give her the credit to keep investigating what she knows. So if I was parenting her, I would say, yes, disagree with me, but do the research. Mm. Don't just mouth off or think you know better because, you, you know, you're one of the wisest people on the planet. She got mm -hmm. so lucky to get you. But she's got to disagree with you. That's her chart. She wants to disagree. She yep. wants to have it out. Yep. So then you have to say to her, just be a better debater. Mm. Like, I respect you. Only if you don't come at me with just because you feel it, it's true. Get some evidence. Gotcha. And she could be an incredibly good surgeon, mm -hmm. by the way. Mm -hmm. Not that she's going to. But she also um, is quite psychic. So you, you want to develop that part I've of her. I've noticed that. Yeah. And, uh, and you guys have a workout. You know, sometimes mother-daughter relationships are super easy and chill and all that. That's not exactly the bond. But however, she's mad about you. You will always be number one to her. Mm. So, you know, every mother likes to hear that. She has a very good mother chart. She just has to fight it a bit. That's exactly what's happening. And that can be a little exhausting. <laughs> right. Well, I, you know, but I feel like with girls like her and I have, you know, obviously I've run a teen program right. for 20 years called AHA. And I remember counseling a couple girls like this, and this is going to sound outrageous, but it's my truth. She needs something better to fight against. Like mm -hmm. I go have her build houses in Brazil. We were just talking about that. Fascinating. Yeah. A yeah. girl like this craves intensity. And when they're just in a suburb, hanging out with other girls and guys, they get bored and they mm -hmm. cause a little destruction just for the drama of it. But you go, do, you go give them something hard to do, like take care of refugees or go build a house. That girl will be shock everybody because she's got more tenacity and resilience than most people ever have. Wow. Well, that's so helpful. And I can see how this is helpful for families and for relationships because that tension that we feel definitely between her and I, and I don't feel it as much with my son, who's I think maybe a little bit more like me, um, but we love each other dearly. So we want it to work out and we don't want to. I'm a big believer of not replicating patterns of the past or exactly. generations of the past, right? Exactly. Where my mother didn't get along with her mother. I have an okay relationship with my mom, but I don't want to repeat that pattern with my daughter. So that's one of my greatest fears. So breaking these transgenerational patterns, I feel like is our personal responsibility. And it's something that I care very deeply about, especially when it comes to her. Now, I want to know about your book. So it's on the bestseller list. And 
Congratulations, by the way. I know Thank how you. hard that is, and that's yeah. not an easy thing to do for by any means. And I know the love and care and compassion that goes into into writing these things. It's like having a child. Speaking of children, so talk to us about your book. Tell us what inspires you to write it, and what is your goal and intention with it. And we'll take it from there. Well, what inspired the book is that a student of mine and a colleague who I respect very much said to me, you must write a book. No one teaches like you. No books are like yours. We need your voice. And somehow I went, okay. And then I do a lot of spiritual practice with the divine of my own knowing. Mm -hmm. And I just got a very intense message that I would be supported to write this. And it came very easily because it's my life's work. It would be like you getting the time to write your life's Mm -hmm. work. And it came easily. It, I had a big bidding war. It was just outrageous, wow, the whole thing. amazing. And then it came out a year later, and it's gotten great reviews, and it's going very well. And the reason it's very different than other astrology books, and I love my colleagues, is that I did two major changes. One, for every planet and sign like you're a sun in Aries I gave what's called three levels of application that you could look at mm-hmm. when you're being primitive which is in the reptilian brain reactive mm-hmm. where we all go yeah when you're being adaptive meaning you've used this energy wisely and then evolving is when you've relativized the ego and you're at service for the community mm-hmm. so you get to see three levels of each of your planets And so then you get to really interact with that and start making some decisions about who you want to be. Plus, there's group activities at the end of every chapter. So it's not just navel gazing. You could do it with your family. Your daughter would be amazing. And then the other thing is I changed the Roman Greek mythology from being all sexist and patriarchal to being more land-based. So instead of Venus Aphrodite with all her jewels and she's a flirt and all of that, it's the garden. Okay. So they're all land-based metaphors. So it's a big departure and people are loving it. And I feel so honored. Wonderful. Really honored. And I really recommend people get it if they want to really see more about themselves. And as you said, take charge of the magnificence of each of us. They can and, do it. And in it, do you, is there like a section for every sign? Yeah. Kind of like you just pulled yeah. up on the computer, like yes, there's a there's way a for you to... a section for every planet, every... And you think of a planet as an aspect of your psyche. So for mm-hmm. example, the sun is your sense of identity. The moon is your inner needs and unnegotiable desires for intimacy. Venus is relationship and values. So each planet, but you have to look at it and go through the book. Got you. Well, it sounds yeah. amazing. I know I personally want a copy and, and would love to learn more just in the little bit that you've given us here today. Is there any other advice when it comes to the work that you do that you would give listeners today? People, you know, many of them are women and drug juggling and trying to like make, you know, all the balls fall in the right places. What advice would you give them knowing what you know, knowing what you've seen having studied astrology, are there overarching patterns for this generation of women? Whether, and, I'm, and I usually touch the whole age range. So everyone from like 25 to 55, 60 even, you know, what is the message for them in this time, in this place? You know, it just feels like we're in this very shifting place when it comes to femininity and what it means to be a feminine leader and the role of women in the world. And I talk about it affecting our health because we haven't figured it all out yet. So women are compromised to a certain extent. What would you say to that when you look at 
at things sort of globally and from a, from like a, a big long range perspective? Well, I think biologically, historically, women have been gendered to be the givers, but we have mostly not given to ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we had a wrong idea that if we gave and gave and gave somehow, somewhere at some time, it would all be given back. Right. But that's not true. So what I coach myself and every woman and you, everybody I talk to is your self-care is not selfish. It is the best thing you could give other people. And what I mean by self-care is every single day, I make it a point to get some kind of exercise, have a spiritual practice, eat well, and get Mm -hmm. to bed at a reasonable time. And I know for me, if I accomplish that every day, I am a hundred times better for others. Most women, many of my close friends, are so other-oriented, they're Mm -hmm. the last ones to get to those things. And by the end of the day, and you know this, willpower decreases with every hour of the day. Mm -hmm. That's a fact. So if you don't take care of those basic self-care needs in the beginning of the day, odds are you're not going to that gym class at 7 p.m. Right. It's not going to happen on a regular basis. So my biggest coaching is we're in very tense, difficult times. The feminine has to keep surging in order to balance out what we've experienced as a patriarchal lineage for so long. Mm -hmm. And we need to be partners, the divine masculine and feminine. But in order to do that, women have to know they matter Mm -hmm. at the deepest level. That's my coaching. Oh, so important. Such a great message. Before I leave you, though, where are women headed next? Where are we going and where do men fit into that puzzle? What does the cosmic DNA say about that? <laughs> Tell us. Well, I, I, like I've noticed this in my own life. Mm-hmm. The more resourced and powerful and present I am for myself, I get along with men much better. Right. It's when I actually am not taking good care of myself, I resent their power. I'm more judgmental. I feel all the men in my life want me to be my full expression. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean they'll make room for me. It doesn't mean they're going to go, well, why don't you take that walk? You know, right. Right. that's up right. to me. That's up to me because they're right. used to being served. That's right. the deal we made. Yeah. So we're not going to get them to tell us, go take care of yourself. They'll say, I'm going to go surfing or whatever they do. But if we do it, everything works better. That's my experience. Oh, my goodness. And what a powerful message for everybody listening today. I think as women, we're waiting for somebody else to say, it's okay. Go, go do that. It's okay. okay. We're not going to do it. You know, and so I think you have to very clearly state and be conscious. First of all, you have to be conscious of what you need before you can even speak your needs. I think that's, that's really the big message. And I think that's so important for all of us to do, because I agree with you when I don't do the things that I know make me feel good, then I'm not of service to anybody, right? I'm just trying to get through the day. Power through is what I find so many people doing, just trying to power through the day or power towards their goals, but they're not living in the joy and in the experience of every moment. And 
that's such a different place to be. And I encourage you all to, to do that. That's what the show is about. That's what Dr. Fried is about. That's what this conversation's about. And what astrology, I think, does, and please correct me if I'm wrong, what I think astrology does for us when it's done correctly is it gives us a roadmap, a guide, just like I talk about power types in terms of seeing who you are and seeing where you're headed. And then you have to take responsibility for making all of that happen. So that's super exciting stuff. And I am so honored to have had the opportunity to talk to you today. The book, everybody, is Use Your Planets Wisely. If folks want to connect with you, Dr. Freed, what is the best way for them to do that? Please come visit my website, JenniferFried, F-R-E-E-D dot com. And I'm so grateful to meet you. I just think you're absolutely the cat's pajamas. Oh, I haven't heard that before. That's a new one. I haven't heard that before. Well, thank you. I have already learned so much and benefited so much, and I hope we continue to connect in the future. I'm in California all the time, and we'll make sure we connect. But for everybody else... Thank you for joining this episode of Superwoman Wellness, where on every episode, we want you to be super powered. Now, remember that the Dr. Taz Show is on Spotify as well, so you can rate and review it and share it with your friends. I will see you all next time.